figured you would I've, yeah. i'm finally on to you but it wasn't yeah it wasn't uh wasn't what it wasn't like a big surprise i didn't catch you saying anything goofy no i know because i was i was holding back because i was you on figured it out i was on to you, you man figured out how the boogie monster works yeah it's what? only taken you three years <laughs> what's up dude not much, man. I just got back from shredding. Yeah. Without getting rad. Yeah. Did you shred it hard? I was doing pretty good until I scared an old lady and I went over the bars. <laughs> I got a little bell on my bike. And people just think it's a fun dog. Like, they don't think it's somebody on a bike barreling down. And then I came around this corner and there was a hiker. Aww. And she just went, whoo! And I, <laughs> I crashed right in front of her. So it's a bell that stays on, or is it one you have to press? No, no, it's like a jingle bell. Oh, like a jingle bell. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, a little, yeah, a little tiny cowbell on there. <laughs> but it, I'm like, she's like, oh, you're the second group. And the first group that went past, I know they all had bells. Like Everybody's doing it the right uh-huh. thing. And it's not, it's mixed use, uh-huh. so I can't get mad at her. But yeah. she was like playing music or was listening to a podcast kind of loud on her phone. I'm like, uh-huh. well, that's what the bells are for. She's like, yeah, I didn't hear it. And I wanted to be like, well, yeah, it's because you're listening. But you know what? I I was a fucking idiot for so long and would listen to, I would have headphones in. Like when I first started going mm-hmm. down. I'll, I'll listen to something on the way up, but mm-hmm. on the way up is an open fire road. So. Mm-hmm. I've learned to be more attentive. I can't. Yeah. No, no harm, no foul on her. She was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "That's what the pads are for." Do you run across a lot of that when you're out there, um, hikers who are audibly playing music, like not in their headphones? I don't know. I do because it's safer. Because you don't want to cut off one of your senses. So I listen oh. to a podcast on the way up, but not like to screw up anybody else. Like okay. only I, I put it. I have a backpack and it sits. My phone sits on the top of my backpack because okay. that's why I didn't like. I would wear headphones mm-hmm. sometimes, like on the way up. Yeah, but even then, there's no strict. This is the way up. This is the way down. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people still are cruising down. Yeah, at pretty high speeds on the big dirt road that goes up there. Mm-hmm. And some guys going down have speakers. I told you that guy that the guy was like face to nuts with that helped me with my tire yeah i told you i found out he was like this mma fighter really did i tell you that no no yeah I, I, like a, uh, a popular one uh, i don't know I, I looked him up well i looked up the tag of where i was riding i'm like let me see who, on instagram you can look up the location i'm like let me see if there's other people that have like taking cool pictures of this uh-huh. trail and i saw that dude and he's just some goofy looks like bronson like the uh-huh. like the, the big tall dude well like the English guy, the prisoner changes. Oh, I thought name. you meant Bronson, the comic we know. No, no, right. that, no that's Bronston. You, yeah, yeah, no, no, that, like the oh. Br- the guy who changed his name to Charles Bronson, this bald yeah. dude with a big uh, curly mustache. <laughs> and he was an absolute sweetheart of a man. I'll get his, I'll get his name right yeah. because he deserved. He's a good. He spent way too long helping me with that tire uh, and gave me a tube. <laughs> it was very kind of him to do that. Did you say he uh, when you originally told me that story? Did he know who you were? Did not he say big fan? 
No. I no. thought that was nope. the one where somebody was helping you do something, and then they're like, by the way, big fan. No, that was in Philadelphia where some guy told me while I was crossing the street. He's like, yeah, there's a bunch uh. of vomit over there, so you can <laughs> want to look out. By the way, big fan. <laughs> this guy, Pat, what is this guy, Patrick Durkin Cummins. Huh. I don't know him, but. Yeah. Just a, just a nice fella. That's cool. Who also happens to scrap. Yeah. With individuals. Yeah. It's this, it's this, here, I'll show you a picture of him. This fucking dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, he looks like a scrapper. Yeah, he looks, he looks like a scary dude, but couldn't have been a, couldn't have been a nicer guy to stop and try and help a stranger. So thanks, Patrick Durkin Cummins. I hope you win all your fights. (laughs) Every single one of them things, buddy. Uh, So where'd you shred today? I go up to uh, LP, El Prieto. Uh, Where's that? Over by the... uh, over by the Jet Propulsion Labs. Oh, okay. I, li- I, lis- I was listening to, as I was telling you, I was listening to Bob, uh, Mysterious Universe, mm-hmm. which is a podcast that mm-hmm. does more research than we do. Mm-hmm. Australian. Dude. And now we're in trouble because they're starting to be funny, too. Oh, are they? Before they were kind of like, they were a little more yeah. like, on, like, all right, we're reporting this, and they're kind of letting it go a little bit. They got to stop fun. that. They got to stop being Yeah, funny. now they're kind of just like, that's our thing. Fucking around. I like them, yeah. But uh, that, yes, yeah, so I was listening to think about UFOs right next to Jet Propulsion Labs. It's like my own little time away from all the bullshit. Then yeah. I get back and I find out there's almost a terrorist attack here in Los Angeles. Yeah, man, that broke today. Tell me what happened. I just Call caught. Me in. I just skimmed it over real quick. I think it's some dude. Like, oh, Dave skimmed something over. Some uh, <laughs> oh, a terrorist attack on the city we live in, and you just you just read the Cliff's notes. All right, it's some dude uh, up in up in the valley. Some guy in the San Fernando uh, they're Valley. Always weird out there. Uh, Van Nuys. I think I saw. He's like a twenty-six year old dude. Let me guess, Panorama City. Probably. But that's what I'm, I'm going to look it up now. When I first moved here, uh, I banked at Walmart. I remember the, that. And you had the, to drive to Panorama City <laughs> to get money. Once a week, I'd have to go to Panorama City just to go to the shitty Walmart so I could get some uh, a check cashed. I mean, there's always uh, ironically named places, but Panorama Pan- City. Yeah, there's nothing panoramic about that. Zero. Zero. Look down. But yeah, some dude in the valley, uh, I guess he was in the works of trying to obtain some bombs. Some I don't know if they were pipe bombs or, or whatever. But, oh, he's uh, a veteran. He's an American I military I think veteran. he bought a bomb from an undercover cop. And once they completed the transaction, they busted him. But uh, I think during this whole process, he was telling this undercover cop that he was going to use these bombs to blow up the Santa Monica Pier, uh, to put some on the freeways here in L.A., uh, just all kinds of crazy oh, well, shit. Oh, well, now hold on a second. This guy identified as Mark Stephen Domingo was seeking retribution for the attack, the recent attacks on mosques in New Zealand. According to the authorities. So he was going, he said, he spoke of unleashing. This is according to the uh-huh. article in the New York Times. He spoke of unleashing, unleashing a similar attack to the one in Las Vegas, aiming to kill hundreds of people, and it was especially targeting white nationalists, Jews, and churches and military bases. So he was. So, oh, okay. Mm. But white nationalists, like, they're not good guys, right? Well, he was I'm targeting, not, yeah. Yeah. So they, okay. Hmm. They got him on a Friday night. That sucks. Dang, man. Well, it doesn't. They caught him. That's no, I mean, good. Yeah, good I job. Mean, it sucks that he was. Ah, Reseda. That close. All right. Reseda. Mr. Domingo, 26 of Reseda. Fam- made famous by a young uh, mm-hmm. Daniel, Daniel Russo and his mother. Mm-hmm. Moving there from New Jersey. <laughs> and not liking it. Yeah. 
Probably got bullied by the same guy. I, uh, I See, drove- all that happened before was you take karate lessons from the uh-huh. landlord. Yeah. Now they're making bombs <laughs> out in Reseda. <laughs> We're not going to learn how to punch. We're going to learn how to punch. <laughs> guy, this is the equivalent, except Mr. Miyagi's a Muslim guy, and he teaches you how to make uh, IEDs. <laughs> <laughs> this, this new karate kid's taking a turn. Uh, Daniel LaRusso's uh, apartment building, it's still there. I drove by there about a year ago. It's uh, I think yeah, it's in Reseda. Oh, it legit yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, same same building still there. Man, you know what else broke news today? Um, John Singleton died. I, I director. Was, I saw that. I was just. I know he had a stroke a couple days ago. They took him off life support today. Dang it! Yeah. How old? Fifty one. That is Jesus. not old. No, that dude was awesome, man. Uh, Boys in the Hood changed the game. That was I know there was, you know, black cinema and stuff before him, but like and of course Spike Lee's movies yeah. came out before him, but like, man, Boys in the Hood just really changed a lot. I don't know. I think that was one of the first movies that like at least from my perspective, that like sheltered, rural, idiot, yeah, white, white teenagers white were like, Oh shit, that's what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But yeah, rest in peace, John Singleton. What were his other movies? Higher Learning. Did you see that one? That was good. Was that the... Uh, Michael Rappaport. Uh, what happens in there? Who's, who's the black uh, lady that was a model that was so hot back in the day? Now she's Project Runway or something. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks was in that. Um, uh, dude from Juice. Omar Epps. Yeah, that was. it was about college. Uh, it was about racial tensions on a college campus and... Then uh, some bad shit went down, but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I never saw the Janet Jackson movie. Which one was that? Poetic. That, oh, that was the one with Tupac. Yeah, I never saw that one. I always yeah, wanted to see. I. But uh, Boys in the Hood. They did a bunch of other stuff. More. I recently. think I did see Higher Learning. It was a long time. Yeah, ago. it was good. It was good stuff. But uh, it's kind of confused. You ever see The Principal with uh, um, Jim Belushi? No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. What was that about? He's a principal. Yeah. He's, <laughs> And the kids were bad. It was like it was like, but it was like a very heightened. It wasn't some like based in reality. It was yeah. like a heightened thing where he had to fight back against the gang inside mm-hmm. the school. Hmm. I think it was him, and then the. Uh, you know what? Since we're all just dicking around on the internet looking things up, I'm gonna look it up. The principal. Oh, movie. Yeah, 1987. Oh yeah. <clears throat> no, I didn't. I never even heard of that. It was one. a drug infested high school. New principal joins with a. Security guard Lou Gossett Jr. Okay, remember Lou Gossett Jr. Yes. when he was Samuel Jackson before yes. Samuel Jackson showed up. Great point. Remember when Lou Gossett man <laughs> Samuel Jackson put Lou Gossett Jr. out of business. <laughs> you know, as soon as he's uh, Sam Jackson, the movie Lou Gossett Jr. is like, I'm done. Oh, unless man. they keep making uh, what were the <laughs> how many of those airplane movies was he in? Oh yeah, what was it? What was that? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I got Iron my... Eagle. Was it Iron Eagle? That's a good guess. I can't even make funny. Because like, they made like three of those. Yeah, he was one. He was in. He was like, that was a steady paycheck. Ray Don Chong was in it. Huh. Remember Ray Don Chong? No. Jewish fella? What? Jewish fella. Are you that's fucking with me? That's a joke, Kyle. All right. Come on. I don't know. You, you have a good uh, deadpan. Focus, buddy. You have a good deadpan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lou Gossett Jr. He's got a lot of stuff that's in pre-production on what, IMDb. Wasn't he in uh, <laughs> he's still Officer working. and a Gentleman? He was in that one. Mm-hmm. 
with Richard Gere. He was one of those guys. He was like R. Lee Ermey. Was mm-hmm. like, but I don't know if he had actual military background. But it was like, you're so good at this. Just do. You just be this guy. Yeah. Man, R. Lee Ermey. That dude was awesome. Yeah. God damn it. Where's the... Iron Eagle. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about him later. Chappie Sinclair. That was his name. Dude, I saw a movie this week. All right. Give it to me. In the theater. Was for- it the movie that everybody saw? No. Space, uh... Do you... Well, have I talked uh, about this, how I've literally never seen a Marvel movie? Unless... What's the newer... The tr- Batman trilogy? Is that Marvel? Dude, I... I saw those. We're going to upset people. There's people screaming at their... Don't give a shit. I mean... They're good I'm when glad. I see They're good when I see them. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I, somebody I just, made me go see the Avenger movie years ago, and I was like, this is a good movie. I'm sure they time. are, and I get why people are into them, but for some reason, there's just a disconnect where I don't give a shit. Just not interested. You know what? I have to come to terms with... I, I'm, I, got that, I got that streak of contrarianism, and when, everything, when anything is super popular, mm-hmm. I want to be against it. And it's not I'm, that. I just literally genuinely have no me. interest. I, I don't want it. I don't care. Yeah. But I like things that are I bet wildly popular. But I bet it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm I bet sure it's it is. a good movie. But there's just something about, pardon the pun, that universe that just doesn't do it. Oh, okay. I don't know what, why. What has been a popular thing that you did like and were like excited to be a Sopranos. Part of? I was huge into Sopranos. Well, it was happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. While it was, was yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. Like, Something else. There's, um, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to a crowded movie ever. Yeah, that's like no, one I, thing. Like I, scary movies. That's different. Uh-huh. Scary movies in a the theater with a bunch of people getting freaked out uh-huh. is a good time. You know, where the whole point is, hey, this is rated R, so keep your fucking kids at home mm-hmm. and let's all be silly and scream and mm-hmm. laugh at stuff. Yeah. Um, well, my version of something popular like that would be sports. Yeah. I'm, you know. Certain sports are huge, and I'm right there with, like, right now, the NBA playoffs. I'm all about it. I'm all about a big UFC fight. You know, I'm all about football. So so you uh, so you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Because I don't care about that stuff either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all right. Better question. You answer it. That's the thing. I was I was trying to think of that today. Because I, like, I was like, this weekend was a Game of Thrones, and it was uh, yeah. uh, uh, Marvel's. Never seen Game of Thrones. Marvel's either. of the Universe. Yeah, and I know that. I'm sure that's amazing. But just. There's no way it's going to live up to everybody mm-hmm. being balls out about it. I'll catch. I'm like I. I don't want to be it. like I realize that I am contrarian just to be a dick, just uh-huh. to, just to be like, look, aren't you a special little different boy, yeah. Kyle? Yeah. You don't like the thing everybody else does, and you know what that means? Sometimes you're just left out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's big fun parties you could go to on a Sunday mm-hmm. where everybody's watching yeah. uh, Game of Thrones. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not contrarian because I'm a dick. I'm contrarian just because I'm cooler than everybody. But uh, that's yeah, me yeah. too, man. You know, look, we're two I can't, I can't guys. Help that. We're two guys that are cooler it's than everybody. It's not my fault. And that's why we're uh, alone at my house <laughs> talking about ghouls and goblins. <laughs> Dude, the first time I've been to the movie theater in months, months. I cannot remember the last time I went to a movie. Not for any real particular reason. Where did you go, Vista? Uh, went to um, uh, ArcLight. ArcLight. Always like going over there. If, uh, for, the, for those uh, of you that aren't in Los Angeles, ooh, what a spoiled experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't tolerate no riffraff. And a guy comes out, I kind of feel bad because you know they're like, Somebody might not want to address a crowd, but they have to be like, welcome yeah. to the arc light. Yep. If you have any problems, come see us. Please silence your phone. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Assigned seats. Yeah. Oh, the best. Yeah. Where, where's your seat, by the way, when you have an assigned seat? Where do you like? Where do you go for? 
Oh, middle in the back. Really? Middle, middle about three quarters of the way back. Like like every other schmo. Yeah, I'm back row on one of the extreme ends. I like being in the back and on the end. Why? That way, no one's near me. No one behind me. No one to my side. Everybody, fucking back off. You sit alone. You know, fucking Al Capone <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> I always got to see the door. Otherwise, I need a mirror in front of me. I just like it. I like sitting way in the corner in the back. The shittiest view and the worst sound. Okay. No, no. I mean, how could it be a shitty view? The screen's 200 feet long. Like, it's it's all the same. Unless you're sitting, like, right up on it. I get how that's That's always a bummer. Um, I saw a movie called Her Smell. All right. You, you ever heard of it? Nope. Man, I wanted to like this movie, but it was... Pretty far up its own ass. See you rolling up on Friday with Marvel, whatever it was, Avengers <laughs> out, and just you. Can I get one for her smell, please? <laughs> Excuse me. It's a movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I never even heard of this. Was Katie's idea? Uh, she had heard about it and wanted to go, and I was like, "Shit, I'll go." Show times for her smell. Yeah, worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it, it's a punk rock movie. It's uh, it's about a gal who's in a band, yeah. And it was entertaining, and it was unique. I, I, first of all, let me How say the lady from um, the lady from um, uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, what's um, Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale, and she crushed it. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I will be surprised if she didn't get some nominations out of this. I mean, she just absolutely crushed it. But. It was kind of the same critique I had of the movie I was talking about a few weeks ago, uh, White Girl. Yeah. Where, and I'm by I'm by no means, I don't know anything about movies. I'm just oh, I liked it. I didn't like. That's it. why I, I can't don't know why. Get, yeah. But I will say this: like the same problem I had with that movie, I had with this movie was the main character is a maniac. And they're, the whole movie, they're being irrational and just chaotic, and it's just 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 a tornado of chaos. This yeah. main character, but they never even hint at why. Like, tell me why, or at least allude to why is she this way? There was no mention of her childhood, of past experiences, of a, of an absentee father. Nothing. Just this character's a fucking maniac, and. It was one of those where she's in a successful band. She's the singer of a, yeah. a kind of, um, I think it's loosely based, maybe like on Hole, on Courtney Love, kind of a Courtney Love type. I saw that. I was like, as having just looked it up mm-hmm. here, I see that was hinted, and hinted at. So like she's, they the, the movie opens, and I correct me if I'm wrong, people who've seen this, but it felt like the first scene, like, and when I say scene, I mean actual scenery, lasted an hour. Like I want to know how much of the audience listens to this. Hey, a weekend after Mar- after Avengers and Game of Thrones almost <laughs> finale. Hey, how many of y'all seen her smell? Because we're going to do a deep dive on this one for but the, the Boogie Monster fan the, base. the scene opens with the final concert of their current tour. They've been on tour for several weeks or months or whatever. Yeah. And then this is the final song, the final concert tour. So literally the first hour or maybe hour 15 of the movie is just – what plays on plays out backstage like over it had to be an hour of like just this drama and chaos that happens backstage in real time after this concert so like after an hour you're like is, is this is anything else gonna yeah. happen and like it, my point is she's the lead singer of a of a it seems fairly popular band like they're selling out like theaters 
and but she's just a fucking asshole maniac, mm-hmm. and we don't know why. And then I won't spoil anything, but just like, okay, yeah. boo-hoo. You know what? I've had to learn to watch movies differently because, like, you know, I you expect a beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. in a linear story, mm-hmm. and I've... Like, my thing was that uh, it follows. Like, I was all bent out of shape. Like, I hated that movie. Never saw it yet. And it was good. Like, the scary parts were scary, but there's always things that I found it, personally, I found it distracting. And somebody explained to me, like, it's more of like it's just an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. Because they have, like, it's, like, all kind of set in the 80s, it seems like. The cars Mm -hmm. are in the 80s, but then they have cell phones and stuff. Yeah. And I would that was taking me out of the movie where somebody was like, you know what, I I put that to the side because I just accepted that I they accepted the reality right away. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's how like when you're about to see a movie that's a little bit strange, like all right, I'm just gonna accept this reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I haven't not seen her smell. That's bad if you could see her smell. I was going to say, what's your review on her smell? It stunk. It's so bad I could see it. Uh, but no, I mean, it was... It wasn't that case. It was a well-done movie in, in, in most regards. Like, um, the way they used the score, like, it was a really great example of, like, mm-hmm. how the... Uh, and again, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with movies, but, like, they used the score to, like, really build tension and, like... She was such a maniac that, and you don't notice it till a few minutes in. But every scene that she's in, the score is like real, like tense and and, and anxious. And then as soon as she leaves the scene, then the score softens up and it gets pretty. Is it almost like maybe you just have to accept, like, oh, that's what Courtney Love is like? Like maybe it's like, oh, this is a bonkers person. Yeah, this is how it affects everybody around. Her. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my ass because I haven't seen it. So I mean, yeah, it definitely seemed like it was inspired, and it, you know, and Courtney Love's the obvious example because she too is a female, but like. You you know, there's yeah. just decades and decades of stories of, you know, asshole rock and rollers. Yeah, I was going to say, like, to single out Courtney Love of mm-hmm. ass, that's a bonkers rock and roller. I'm like, yeah, but, oh, the one yeah. woman that you could point out, like, everybody. Look at every other fucking yeah. dude. I, uh, Katie asked, like, what would be the male equivalent of that? Because she's not super into fucking music. all of them? And I was, Did I was, you watch The Dirt yet? No, I haven't seen that yet. All you learn about Motley Crue is that they were all pieces of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was nothing ex- there was nothing good enough about that. There's never anything good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any person offers enough creatively this world to excuse being a piece of shit. No, absolutely not. You know. You know, I don't I you know that that's my biggest thing is like oh we we make these exceptions for like oh Chris Brown is still just out there making making music. People are still Collaborating with a guy who beat the shit Punch out of him, and then and then is just a garbage past that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for one example, or like sports people, it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, somebody will do what you've done. Mm-hmm. I don't hold art as like this is the only person that yeah. could have made this. I I've been dealing with that lately, just since, ever since I've gotten real back into vinyl, real deep, mm-hmm. and like just the concept of like if I put all these artists under a microscope. I wouldn't have any records. If you put everybody under a microscope, mm-hmm. everybody's been shitty at one point or another. But, but like, uh, not to the regard. Like, I've never been arrested for domestic violence or fighting a yeah, cop. But like, but also, nobody's gonna do something. Like, 
there's no music or no art that the world wouldn't continue if it wasn't Oh, of there. course. Of course, yeah. Yeah. You know, because there is. there There is art that doesn't exist, and we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to believe in the full played-out scenario of Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. that their music <laughs> saves the world. And maybe that's what the third one is going to answer this summer. Maybe that's maybe that's what we're waiting for. You know, that, that, but that's the idea that their music, you, mm-hmm. you know, some we are the world type shit, but it's not. There's music and art that, there, there's, that hasn't been created and we're still just chugging forward. There's mm-hmm. good and there's better and there's fantastic mm-hmm. and there's overwhelmingly amazing and it touched people and maybe on an individual basis it has helped somebody along. But if that artist never exists, another artist would have done that for you. Yeah. yeah. If the best quarterback of all time never existed, then the other guy would have been the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. It's not like, well, nobody's ever going to be a quarterback again. Yeah. Because that guy was the best. Speaking of which, I was at a record store this week. Speaking and, of uh, which! Somebody came in to sell some records. Speaking of which! Some uh, some dude came in to sell some of his records, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy behind the counter bought. It seemed like he bought almost everything except for five Bill Cosby albums. And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, we can't give these things away." <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, I get it." <laughs> but he's like, "Literally, literally, I, I can't give these away." I get it. <laughs> Nobody wants Bill Cosby records. Uh, speaking of rock and roll, went to a rock and roll show. Uh, man, so good. Have I, I talked to you about the legendary Shack Shakers? Have I talked to you about them? I always get it confused with Shake Shack, and I always just think it's like <laughs> the Shake Shackers. Yeah, the legendary Shake Shackers. And I'm like, oh yeah, uh, probably delicious concert, dude. So good. Uh, it's a band I've been a fan of for years. I think I've told this story. It's a good but name. I'll tell it again if I haven't. Been a, they've been around for since '95. The 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 main guy, uh, the Colonel J D Wilkes. He's an actual Kentucky Colonel. He's from Kentucky, and uh, this dude is like, well, wait. Yeah, that's a real thing. You can be – I don't understand all the details, but it's a thing. It's like being a Mason, a Freemason or something. Like, so it's y- not a military y- ranking. No, not in Kentucky. It's more of a – So that's like the colonel it, from a, the chicken. Yes, yes. That colonel from the chicken, I don't believe he has a military background. He's a, he's a Kentucky colonel, which is different. <laughs> Well, all right, just keep talking. But, I'm looking uh, this up right Yeah, now. yeah, no, that's a real thing. Anyway, J.D. Wilkes, he's a, he's a real colonel, and uh, he started that band, I think, in 95. And, uh, man, this dude is like, he's like the hillbilly Iggy Pop. Like, he's just, he's an insane <laughs> front man. Just throws himself all over, but he's just fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a real wiry dude, but just so much energy, but just such a great performer. You can performer. see his ribs, but they're barbecue ribs. He eats them during every show. <laughs> but the dude really is a, a badass, and he's a renaissance man. He's an author and does all kinds of other shit. But anyway, I've been a fan of it. They've been around since 95. It's like a Knights of Columbus type thing. Yeah, um, but I've been a fan probably since. Kind of makes the chicken less exciting. Yeah, that's true. This whole time you thought there was a military component to KFC? Colonel, yeah. But you could tell by his outfit that that's not well, official I'm military Well, I'm sure he was gear. honorably discharged. You can't just you can't use that uniform to, for, for capitalistic intents. That's true. You know? 
He was just representing a dignified stature afterwards. Like, I served, and now I'm a dignified southern gentleman. No, that's a, that's a thing in Kentucky, and I don't quite understand it, but yeah. But anyway, long story short, band's been around for 25 years. I've been a fan for 15, 18 years. And about six years ago uh, on Facebook, my childhood buddy, my first friend, literally my first, first little buddy, friend. when we were like three or four, uh, this guy named Jeremy Corn. he just reached out and like you do sometimes on Facebook. His last name's Corn. His last name's Corn with a C. He, now he goes by Preston Corn. I, I think maybe that's his middle name or whatever, but I knew him as Jeremy Corn. He's <laughs> just a good dude. My name's funny. I should change it. <laughs> now I'm Preston Corn. Pressed in corn. Pressed in corn. But anyway, dude, this is my first little buddy. We used to build forts and fucking he climb trees. His name to pressed in corn. Jeremy reaches out about six years ago. You know, hey, how you been? Blah blah. I see you're a comedian. Blah blah. Yeah, yeah. man. How, how what you been up to? He's like, oh, I'm a I'm a musician. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like a tour musician? Because, yeah, I'm in a band. We tour around. I was like, what band? Like, he's like, hey, you probably never heard of them. Legendary Shack Shakers. I was like, dude, I've been a band of that, <laughs> fan of that band for years. I like this guy already. He probably never heard of them. <laughs> We're the legendary Shack Shakers. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We're a brand new band. What do you call yourself? The legendary Shack Shakers. Just give it time. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they're well known in that genre, but just that genre is of pretty yeah, obscure. For, you know. For, it's all the gravy boat shit that I play. Like, mm-hmm. I love it, but there's not a wide audience for a lot of that stuff. So, but they shit, they tour Europe. They've been they've been doing no, all I kind of stuff. But uh, oh man, such a great show! And they open for uh, Reverend Horton Heat, who we've talked about. Oh, okay, talked about Rockabilly before, and I like Rockabilly, mm-hmm. but I will also admit that like if you've heard one Rockabilly song, it seems like you've heard them all. I don't have a real big tank for it. Yeah. But, dude, and I've seen Reverend Horton Heat before, and they're great, but like I said, it's like, eh, they all kind of But you gotta play, You can't be a boring rockabilly band. Yeah, but band. they, man, they mixed it up and playing all kinds of the new stuff, the old stuff, and just, just a, where, where you a great one-two punch there with those two bands together. Um, this place in Pasadena called uh, The Rose at the Canyon or The Canyon at the Rose. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, like a, a euphemism for the clitoris. <laughs> 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 find my canyon rose <laughs> but uh just like this weird kind of um like supper club like i don't know a, a venue that okay. probably probably holds three or four hundred yeah. it was set up kind of like it's weird that i would say like a supper club because i never think of it that way with music but it's set up kind of like a comedy club okay we're like big f- performance space big stage but then there were tables and people were eating dinner oh, and nice. stuff and then there was we had general admission so we didn't have to sit at a table and eat dinner but anyway just a fucking great show man just uh dude just just well that's a good time man. oh man just really enjoyed it Ubered over there, didn't have to worry about nothing. Just uh, got, just a, got, loose. got a little loose. Had a good time, man. Yeah, so it was a good weekend. Well, that's good. Rock and roll, I'm man. I'm glad. I, I, I want to go back to scary movies. Yeah? What you got? Because that's why I was in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, everybody in Salt Lake City. Yeah, did you have real, a good time? Real cool, all you. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I really did. It was a good show. And I'm overdue uh, for, for a thank you. Oh, shit. I f- oh, yeah. I'm overdue to thank William Franklin from Indianapolis from a few weeks back. Made yep. a really cool uh, cartoon of me with like incorporating a bunch of di- different jokes and stuff. Oh yeah, and I totally uh, blew it and didn't, oh, that's didn't, cool. didn't shout out uh, him uh, in the right time. So thank you for that. I've got it in my bookcase over there. 
but yeah, no, I just did Salt Lake City. But I saw, I, I watched The Ritual on Netflix. You see that yet? Mm-mm. What's I got, that? I just got real high in a hotel room and watched it. it. Was it was just, it was a Netflix original, and it was just nothing. You know, nothing like 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 horror movies. Like, are you, I don't know. There's not really new ideas. I don't think. He's like four dudes that go camping and shit goes wrong mm-hmm. and there's monsters in the woods. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the tone mm-hmm. and what's the monster, why is the monster, and I thought it was pretty good on that. Also, it was late and I was high and it mm-hmm. scared me pretty good. Hmm. Anyway, not much else other than that. Yeah, I got. Uh, I don't have a lot of news. I did. I was. Uh, yeah, Salt Lake City. Everybody's cool. Drank some three two beer. What's three two beer? Uh, it's that Mormon beer. You oh. can only get uh, three. Well, it's not that you, you can get all kinds of stuff there, but it's three point two. It's like uh, a lot of the beer that they sell in uh, bars and com- and then it's called High Point Beer, which is the regular. But also three two. Like we're we're putting down the bullets here, and this is uh, probably four two. Four two, yeah, one percent <sighs> less. How fucking pompous, though. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're LDS or whatever, but like, just let people live their fucking lives. You don't have to drink. You don't have to drink the beer. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to drink it. But let the ones who do, let them have normal fucking beer. All the jokes I was making, I'm like, I'm sure this is all stuff everybody's like, yeah, but it's always funny when somebody deals with it. Because Rachel's got family there, so we've been there a Mm. bunch. But uh, yeah, they have the state run liquor stores. What? Which I was like, they're government liquor stores. Really? DMV. No, no refrigeration. Like the wow. No, but I think it's awesome because there's no. This is the joke I was making. Like it's so streamlined. Like you go in, there's no advertisements or groceries or all this and that. It's like I want vodka, clearly labeled. Here's a shelf of vodka. Here's a shelf of whiskey. It's all labeled, and there's no bullshit around. And you get what you want. You just can't get it on Sunday. And my joke was like, that's fine. I could use a day off. What do they do with the liquor? In as far as the. The three point two. No, that was uh, liquor's all the same, uh-huh. and you can get beer that's the same too. Oh, okay. I think just in restaurants or bars. Oh, okay. And when I was there, when I was performing there in 2013, you couldn't even drink. You had to like become a. There weren't bars; they were social clubs. So you had to become a member, which just meant you had to like give them a dollar to become a member of their social club. And like, it's one of those things where the legality is so laughable. Yeah. You know, it's just so stupid. I think Tom Rhodes has a whole part of his act or something about the weird laws from state to state mm-hmm. that just hold it. But that, that, yeah, it's, it's silly. Like, and then, so if you get, they can't sell you, they can't sell you anything to drink the alcohol. They can't sell you cups. They can't sell you a corkscrew. Really? So you got like, Oh, I got a bottle of wine. Yeah, but we can't sell you a corkscrew. But this wine also is a, there's a screw top wine. Yep. Because we didn't think about this. Like it's all wow. very, very silly. Wow. And, uh, seemingly pointless. But uh, hey, what uh, do you yeah. want when you got religion getting its uh, <clears throat> sticky fingers in your laws? That's what you get, I guess. I got a buddy who's uh, a Mormon and lives in Utah. Shout out to my buddy Aaron Thompson. Uh, but he was telling me, probably not listening to this. They can't listen that, to anything uh, through electricity. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're all Quakers? No. Yeah, um, the- he was telling me that uh, Utah sells the most ice cream because of that. Yeah. Because the dates, they don't go out to drink. They go get ice cream. Mm-hmm. Rachel was saying the same thing. Yeah. Everybody goes and has ice cream. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and like that's and for the those who don't drink, you know, a lot of them that are Mormon that try to stick to their, you know, policies and procedures. That yeah. that's the one thing that you can really indulge in. Like, oh, well, let's, we can eat ice cream. Oh yeah, you can let's be go a eat, fat ass. Yeah, let's go eat the shit out of some ice cream. No caffeine. Yeah. Oh, they can't have caffeine. Forgot yet? about that. We'll hang out like our family. Oh, like wow. Waking up like, oh, no caffeine. Can't wake up. Can't get drunk. Guess we just gotta talk to each other. Can't wake up. Kick. <laughs> Yeah, little dragon ass. It's 10 a.m. I'm not drunk yet. No, Rachel's kind of like, place I, just, sucks. I just drink in front of him now. She like, she's like, no, nope, I brought wine, drinking it. Oh, yeah? Me. Go ahead and judge. <laughs> Go ahead and judge. It is. I mean, that shit, That's a that, that could be its own boogie monster rabbit hole is, <clears throat> you know, that I read that Under the Banner of Heaven. That was a John Krakauer book. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty, but that's all about fundamentalist Mormons, the ones that want to have a bunch of wives and mm-hmm. marry underage. It's like fundamentalists in front of anything. Yeah. That's trouble. Yeah. A fucking fundamentalist baker. And you're like, well, that means there's some hard lines in there. Won't let the blacks or Jews eat these cookies. Like, all right, that's all right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, if somebody starts taking sound bites out of this, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> You can edit this podcast and get us in a heap of, heap of riffraff. Well, now would be the time that we would get to a topic, Dave. But what happened? What? Um, no, I was I was dicking around with some topics this week. This week, but I just and I don't want to say what they are in case I, I do wind up doing them. But I just I didn't feel real confident. You know what? In, I th- uh, uh, there's a new show out with uh, Jack Osborne. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne's son mm-hmm. where they go to haunted places and they go to the Alaska Hotel which is where mm-hmm. you saw a ghost right mm-hmm. yeah yep well now Jack Osborne uh, is gonna go yeah he's gonna go uh, what's that called snake your story man yeah well he's gonna poach your he's gonna poach your story that's okay that's alright gotta Just get watch, up there with our video watch team. out for those big red pillows um, they move on you. No, I was going to do, uh, I had a couple different topics, but I just never could wrap my brain around them. So uh, we hadn't done this in a while. I thought we, we'd do a Q&A. Well, we, I got a question for you. I was sure. I was listening to that other, I just I just listened to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, it was the one where they were talking to Jeremy Corbell about that Bob Lazar movie. It was on, uh, uh-huh. they were interviewing him on Mysterious Universe. And I guess Bob Lazar, one of the details when he started working for, when he got his job with the government to mm-hmm. work with the uh, to reverse engineer UFO technology, mm-hmm. he had to sign off on his constitutional rights. What do you mean? Like give them up? Yeah, you don't have these anymore. Well, that's kind of ironic. You work for the government. Yeah. Wow. And you're going to be have access to such secrets that <coughs> we will take. Like you will sign off your rights to work on this stuff. And I was wondering, Dave, you as a Bigfoot fanatic, mm-hmm. what if it was like you're going to meet Bigfoot, mm-hmm. but now you have to sign away your constitutional rights in well, when order we, to When we say it. constitutional rights, like which specific ones are we referring to? Like what can't I do now? Think about all of them. Put it into context. Think about no access to a lawyer when you're arrested. Think okay. About, think, oh. Well, I mean, is that – that's a constitutional right that you have access. That's the Miranda law. Uh-huh. Assuming no right to uh, free speech, can't talk about it, we will shut you down. Uh, just anything they want, I guess. But I thought that was an interesting thing, like, of like, all right, we're going to show you the thing you most want to see, mm-hmm. but then you can't, uh, 
if you want to tell anybody about it, we'll just we'll lock you up and we don't have to say why. And we don't have to give you access to lawyers, your family. We'll make you disappear. Mm -hmm. Would you still do it? I get to see Bigfoot Mm -hmm. and he's alive. He or she. Sure. Yeah, I'd do it. But then what do I care? You know how much emotional and psychological satisfaction I would get out of that? Of like, finally. <laughs> so if we d- see Dave just giving up with a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't tell anybody. Well, yeah, I could. They say you tell him, but we're going to lock you up. Go to prison. F- come and find me, motherfucker. It's the government. Come and get me. They're going to get you. Fucking... Ruby Ridge, that shit. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Dave? What are you gonna do? Just well, throw sliced ham at him from the long, side door of your van. It's a long story, <laughs> but the government let him see Bigfoot. Then they told me couldn't tell anybody. He's like, watch me, and now, uh, well, now it's a standoff. It's uh, a standoff in the L.A. River Basin. <laughs> but I, but I was trying to think, like, what would you? Like to get access to something like that, but to sign off on all your rights, and that was according to this interview because we we talked about this movie, that Bob Lazar movie. I'm steering us away from the Q and A right now. I don't remember that part of the movie. We do it on the- I don't remember that part about the. Well, the, the way this Jeremy Corbell was talking, he sounded like like I was saying, he sounded like a real PT Barnum, mm-hmm. Hollywood producer type. Like he was, he it was very off putting to listen to. Mm-hmm. He he directed that movie, and he also directed that other one we saw. I think um, the disclosure or the um, remember the one we watched about six months ago. Oh, uh, was that him too? I think he directed that one. Yeah. So just his personality in this interview made me lose touch with the subject. Oh yeah. I don't like when directors of documentaries want to be the star of the documentary. That themselves. is a like, that was that, that's the. Uh, the Michael Moore, Michael approach. Moore thing. Like mm-hmm. you're just, you have such a hard on for being in your own movies mm-hmm. that, and then you look at all the little promo. Like that was my thing with Michael Moore movies. Like, oh, security's kicking us out, and you could tell it's like added tires and sirens and shit. Yeah. Like once you once you dent the armor that much of me trying to trust the information you're giving me, then the rest of it's in question. Yeah. Then you've blown the whole fucking thing by manipulating that little bit. Yeah. To me, maybe I'm being hyped. Maybe I should look at. Like it's it's inf- information and entertainment, yeah. And I should know to separate. But like, no, if you're sitting there and be like, "This is what's wrong with the government," and here's facts. I'm like, okay. Also, oh, they're kicking us out. Fake sirens, like not intentionally fake sirens. Yeah. Like, oh, now you're just manipulating me. You're using the same technique that Fox News does mm-hmm. for this for a thing I want to be with, and now I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, and his thing too. I mean, I don't dislike Michael Moore. I yeah, I. Uh, I appreciate his movies, and I'm glad there's people out there making those type of movies and, you know, being watchdogs and whatnot. But, like, his brand is is so much of, like, the common man. You know, he's like the film version of Woody Guthrie that uh, he was on some interview recently, and, like, it's like he's ashamed that he's successful. But he was on some interview, and I forgot which one it was, but uh, the interviewer was like, they were talking about, money and capitalism and stuff and mm-hmm. and he's like well you, well michael you're a millionaire and he goes oh, no i'm not and then like no, the guy pulls up like yeah. the, the 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 profits of his films is like well then where did all these millions of dollars go he's like i'm not a, and he goes and then like he held him to it. it's like and he goes 
Well, I mean, I guess if you count like my house and stuff, it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Oh, but yeah. like, even without your house, you're telling me you don't have a million dollars in the bank, Michael Moore. You count my uh, my belongings, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's it's okay, dude. You but count also, the things I've bought with money. Don't try to insult our intelligence. Like you've you've been making successful movies for twenty years. I told you that story 30 about watching him. You know, it's right after his whole like <clears throat> healthcare thing. Like. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I think we should all have access to affordable health care. And I'm watching this giant man, like, scrape a ramekin for loose syrup. <laughs> it's a, it was, it, it, he was at a comedy festival, and we were all at, like, a diner at night. And I'm watching him, like, fucking throw down some cunny on this ramekin of syrup. Trying to get the last, not even to put on a thing, like to eat it with a fork, Ugh, dude. And that's where I'm like, leave it. On this the is table. the argument that people have against wanting to yeah. use their taxes. To, yeah. I mean, I still agree with it, but <laughs> goddamn, dude, <laughs> you're not really living by what you're not really practicing what you preach. It's like that Bill Burr joke where he saw a lady at the airport eat two McMuffins, just shoveled them in, just popped them in one at a time, then she wiped her mouth with a bag. <laughs> <laughs> She wiped her mouth with a bag. That's, I, that's what I did this morning. I, I go because I drink a bunch of coffee before my bike ride. Mm-hmm. But you got to eat something. Mm-hmm. I can't just get up. But then I like I got. There's always this bullfight between me and a morning shit whenever I go on this bike ride. Because it's always like, oh, is it going to happen at home? Is it going to happen at the Jack in the Box by the trail? Is it going to happen? On the trail, because sometimes it's like, well, that's the timing of it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I try to jumpstart it by going to get, I get two egg and cheese croissants and a jack in the box. Oof. And then try and, what? It's just, it's protein. I need it. Ugh. What are you, really? Yes. Fucking really? Yes. Jack Why? in the box fucking sucks. No, I know it does. That's the lowest form of it food possible. It absolutely is. That's prison food. It absolutely, the first time I realized that Del Taco is open 24, Del Taco is beyond meat now, too. So I can go back and eat my delicious Del Taco foods. Well, that's good. But it was a 24-hour thing. It was a drunk 24-hour thing. Uh-huh. Like, where are we going to go? Go to Jack in the Box. It's trash. But breakfast, it's like, how are you going to fuck up egg and cheese? Oh, they'll do it. Nah, it's egg and cheese and a croissant. They with ain't real sauce. eggs. What? It's not real eggs. No, it is. I could tell it's. I could tell it's a cracked egg. It's white and yellow. It's like when McDonald's, they make, they make it in the circle. Mm-hmm. They asked like a cracked egg. I'm like, yes, yeah, a fuck. Well, no, fucking cook it in the shell and give it to me. <laughs> well, yeah, cracked egg. All you right. get the option of like the mm-hmm. fake shit or yeah. Okay, I look at it. It's a real egg. Okay, but I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna get something. We're gonna get some business done. Mm-hmm. You know, to do your tongue and gut punch. I, I uh, dance a little bit around, but then I get in there, and I'm like, all right, I'm sitting in there trying to get what I can get done. Where the door are you? opens. It's a Jack in the Box right at the base of. Oh, so I, you're shitting at the Jack in the Box? Yeah, right. It's right by where I go. It's the only thing around, right by where this trail starts. And so, I'm so did in, you eat them in the store and yeah, then yeah, and I then did. take a shit yeah, immediately yeah. afterwards? Yeah, I was trying to get something gotcha. going. You know, gotcha. trying to lighten, trying to loosen the load. You got to jettison some cargo for these. Uh-huh. But then I hear the door open. I hear some guy. Oh, fucking bathroom. And the guy goes out and then just comes in and then it's just like an ogre at the gates. Like I'm in it's one stall and one urinal. I just hear like oh, oh, oh. So I'm like 
Like when you can hear somebody's fat, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not, <laughs> this is how you have to sound. You're yeah. not in a huff. <laughs> you're not in a huff because I'm in the stall. Like, this is just you. I'm like. They have wake apnea. I don't know. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your joke. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. But, <sighs> and to the point where I'm like, part of me wants to be like, dude, you're standing in a tiny bathroom. You're trying to put the heat on me. Yeah. I'm in the power position. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here all fucking day. Yeah. I'll start answering emails, mm-hmm. dude. But then I'm like hearing that voice. I'm like, you need this. Like, I want to get on this bike ride, too. And I think like normally, you know, I don't want to be a dick, but I want to hang out and make sure yeah. the bucket's empty. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, all right, I got done. I get done. And this guy was just a mountain of a man. Wow. Like how big? 400? I I would guess 400. Wow. Like, I don't know if he was tall, but he was a wide, uh-huh. wide man. Like, Big that boy. was his. I Big think he, he might have been going in there to die. Wow. And so I want to be like, I, I almost was like, fucking, hey, it's all yours, buddy. But instead, I was like, your life isn't good. Mm-hmm. There's no way the quality of your life, you need this. Yeah. And so instead of like, like I wanted to be like, fuck this guy, the fuck ass. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Let's look at the little blessings. I got there before he did. Mm-hmm. That's the blessing. Yeah. Whatever he was going to do in there, I'm sure that place got shut down by the health department. <laughs> so instead of being angry that this guy was like rude, like I'm trying to be better. Like, hey man, you're going. You're. It's the middle of a Monday. You get to go on a bike ride. Mm-hmm. Why? Like I'm just like trying to control my rage. I wanted yeah. to be angry at this dude, but yeah. well, good but also for you. like fuck you, man. Don't stand in the bathroom. Mouth breathing in shit particles. Ugh. You're gross. You are a gross man. <laughs> it's like when it's like when somebody's in a horror movie and there's a monster on the other side of the door mm. and you could see their breath. Yeah, dude. Speaking of public shit. Speaking of public shit, found a great new public toilet. If you ever need to use it, I wish I'd have known about this when I was in the van. Would would have been a real game changer. What, what'd you but do? if you're ever in Hollywood. And uh, you need you need a nice pristine public toilet. It's something like that, or like in New York City, it's always yeah pristine, nice public toilet. The ArcLight, and here's how I figured that out because we went and saw the movie, and then we left. We walked outside and we split up for like an hour. She was going to go to Barry's, and I was going to walk to Amoeba. Yeah. So she's like, "All right, I'll come pick you up in two hours, whatever." So I've been out. I was out and about. And I was in Amoeba. and She's going to exercise after a some, movie? Some, yeah, she's insane. She's out of her fucking mind. Uh, <laughs> in a good way. But I was in Amoeba, and Amoeba doesn't have a public restroom, even though they should, because it's the size of a goddamn Home Depot. And that's a good thing. I love them, yeah, but, like, but, come on. But anyway, so I still had the ticket stub. That jack-in-the-box, that stab-in-the-box across <laughs> the street there. <laughs> so I went back into uh, the Arclight, into the main lobby. They don't collect the tickets until you go up the stairs or down the stairs. But mm-hmm. in the lobby, they've got a very nice, very well-stocked 10 toilets, 10 urinals, pristine, really? that you don't need a ticket to get in and out of. So I don't know if the homeless folks in Hollywood know about this, but, man, primo Primo public toilet. That's good, Nick, because it's a walking around area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's dip into the, to the main arc lot, not, not the dome and they, one. And not... they sometimes they got like little outfits from the movies, a mm-hmm. little bit of movie memorabilia yeah. in there. They got a huge lobby. It's like, it looks like a mall. But uh, off to the left, they've got public bathrooms. Have and... you seen a movie at the El Capitan yet? No. Where's that? It's a Disney theater. Yeah. But Meaning they, they only show Disney movies? 
primarily, but I would go see all the Pirates of the Caribbeans, but they would like decorate the whole movie theater for the theme. Uh-huh. Like the Vista. It's one screen theater. Okay. And, uh, oh, and Avengers is there now, so I'm sure that it's like bonkers. And then like before the show, uh-huh. instead of previews, they just do like a like a show about the movie. Like when it was Pirates of the Caribbean, they had a guy on the organ playing sea shanties. Okay. With the and there was like the the Jolly Roger flag on the on screen. He was singing that like the balcony seats were like overflowing with treasure. It's a good time. That's cool. It is a good time. So you know what? If you were gonna see the Avengers, I would see it at El Capitan. Where is that? What part of town? That's right. It's right on uh, on Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard. Oh, it's okay. where, where Jimmy Kimmel. You know, oh, like his okay. studio's behind it or something. It's gotcha. Right there, so. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get to no question. We didn't talk about nothing. No. On an episode that we don't even do a topic, we still still can't even get to the thing. That's but, all right. But that's all right. How are we doing on time? Should we get in no, some man. of these questions? No, man. We got to tape two today. Yeah. You, oh, hey, if you were enticed by this week, wait till next week <laughs> when it's us a little more drunk in a half hour tape. <coughs> no, the other one we're doing oh, today shit. is Toy the Story bonus. 4. <laughs> Such gusto. I, I was reading it. What was co- well? That was Rachel. And I, like you know, we tried to watch the Harry Potters, and we're trying to like all right, mm. all these things that people never seen watch, those. Yeah, but we started watching the Toy Stories. You seen the Toy Stories? I've seen definitely saw the first one. Dog. I don't know if I've seen any Dog, of the others. You want to get in touch with yourself? Yeah. You want to feel things? Toy Story, really? Toy Story. I remember enjoying it. I remember it was a big deal when it came out, like '96. Yeah, because that it was, was like it was the, the first, first Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being a big deal, and I was like, all right, I'll watch this. And then you're like, oh, I'm the witches, I'm sure what would happen uh-huh. with a Game of Thrones or yeah. an Avengers. Yeah. I watch it go, oh, wow. <laughs> with the what? With a Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like somebody's dad talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird movie. He's over there thing. watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I got to watch. I got a Game of Thrones. I got to watch. Uh but so we've been watching those. Uh-huh. We watched the first and second one together, and then we started the third one one night, and then I was doing shows, and so Rachel watched it by myself. She's like, so how is this one? I get a text like, what is this one, kind of boring? And I was at, and then like a couple hours later, she's like, I'm crying all over the place. They got me. I'm like, yeah. Which the one, th- number two? The third one. The third one. Okay. The third one is the I one. I definitely haven't seen that. Because that one came out in the, like, mm, 2004. I'm looking at the fucking thing here. Mm-hmm. But the fourth one's coming out in June. Okay. But uh but yeah, every I remember Toy Story Three being the one that like I was living here and I'm an adult. Two thousand ten. And everybody being like, Oh, god damn. Like it it got him. What is the movie? Watch those with Katie. Yeah, I was talking to Katie about this topic the other day Incredibles about good movies that make you cry, because I don't cry in movies. I just I can't. It's not a I don't not a tough guy thing. I just, I can't separate reality enough to where I'm, you know. Have you cried at anything not, like, emotionally impactful? That, that Fine. But, like, from music, from movies, from any kind of just no something that you're not personally no. attached to? Mm-mm. Really? No, I don't think. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I would like to. So here's my question. Oh, okay. Which, oh, we got to make Dave cry. Yes, make that's me cry. Episode, this next week's episode. We make, want just send in suggestions for what will make Dave cry. Make me cry. 
I was talking to her. We couldn't figure it out. Isn't there a Pixar movie or one of those type movies in the last 10 years that everybody... Like, Popeye's Chicken is it? shuts down. <laughs> Popeye's Chicken gets bought out by Jack in the Box. Oh, yeah. That'll make me cry. <laughs> that'll definitely make me cry. <laughs> oh, Dave got arrested on domestic terrorism charges. <laughs> blow up a fucking KFC. Uh, me versus <laughs> military. They're not real colonels. You're the one that told me that, Dave. <laughs> He's getting his army together. Hold on. Have we learned nothing this episode? Oh, my God. That's funny. But which – there's a couple of these movies that everybody's like, you, you'll cry. You'll, you'll no, double. Is it Up or In and Out or one of they those? They say uh, Up and In and Out. That's, yeah. that's how I like to do uh-huh. it. Um, no, it's – Up was one that everybody told me I was going to cry, and I didn't. Uh-huh. Because I was like, oh, I was like getting myself emotional. Right? But I'm not – Put off by it. I don't like weep, but uh-huh. I'll get the tears will the tears will fall. Hmm. I think Coco got me. Coco? Especially if I got if I watch it on a plane. How to Train Your Dragon is that one? I didn't see that one. No. If some about being on a plane, hmm. being like more. There's no distractions. Like yeah. oh yeah, I'm not on my phone. I'm, not doing, I'm like watching a tiny movie, and then you're next to people, so you're even more yeah self conscious about it. So next time if you're flying somewhere, try it. Hmm. Try try doing if you get the TV monitor and you want to treat yourself to a movie, yeah. put a couple drinks in there. Okay, because co- I mean, yeah, Pixar just crushes it with like getting the <clears throat> like Toy Story is all about growing up, you know, and it's the toys that are important to the kid, but then he's becoming an adult, so the toys are like trying to find their place in life. So is that Coco was? Oh, I mean, that one. What's that about? That's uh, it's about you know losing losing loved ones and it's okay. about death and it's about accepting uh, what death is and stuff. It's like it's heavy. It's okay. heavy subject, but also visually it is outstanding. Really? Yeah, that Coco. Ooh, huh? That's a uh, yeah. I watched that one on a plane. I think I got. I think I had to like <laughs> need napkins. Well, if you had to, the ones that you've seen that you've experienced, which one should I watch if I wanted to? The one I remember remember most recently was Coco. Being Coco like, being right. like impactful, but then it's still like this is still a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Like you still got me on an adult entertainment level. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's anim- quote unquote animation or whatever, it gets me. Some songs like if I'm driving, if I'm on the road in the middle of a place I don't know on a highway, and the songs come on, I let that one get me. But usually not sad songs, huh? Usually, What's a song that makes you cry? Just like things with like triumphant choruses. Uh-huh. Okay. Huh. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like in the in the vein of like We Are the Champions. Uh-huh. But like soaring, soaring vocals will get me. Huh. I told you about that weird, what was that? Smoke Break song? Who is it? Carrie Underwood? It's a horse, yeah. it's a horse shit song. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Yeah. I love it. Because uh-huh. there's just something that's about like everything's tough and I just need a break. And I'm yeah. like, I get you. Huh. Whatever Christian that won't drink a beer in this song, like the unrelatable characters you're talking yeah. about, it, it was uh, composed the way it was composed. Like, it got me. Mm. Is there any instruments that get you going? Like, I feel like there's something Ooh, yeah. like, like heritage or something, like bagpipes will get me. In the vein of that. Fiddle? Is it fiddle? Being a country music fan, steel guitar. Just oh, the yeah. way that steel, that that sound, that yes. moaning. That steel guitar, 
fiddles kind of mm-hmm. in the same genre mm-hmm. but or, or yeah or like a bagpipes or um um accordion mm-hmm. accordion i'm trying to think of examples but more like if it's like, a like slower a, more like irish like somber folk, like Irish stuff that goes from like irish folk and you can hear that influence mm-hmm. in i remember looking it up why the mari- mariachi music seems so similar to like german oompa music uh-huh but like real slow mariachi music with her wailing and stuff in it yeah Okay, yeah. Because that's, that's where the accordion comes and everything. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying, but there's something about... Uh-huh. There's an emotional resonance yeah. to that. Yeah. No, I get that. But, like, so just certain instruments. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Steel guitar, yep. That steel guitar, man, that, that'll pluck at your soul. Oh, Here's a song you should do if you want to cry. Uh, I don't think I've cried at it, but I, I, I totally get how people would. Uh, Jason Isbell mm-hmm. listened to his song called Elephant. And like really listen to the lyrics and yeah. follow the narrative and yeah it's a that's a that's a bummer. Let's see, I don't cry to the stats. I, I I was listening to a <clears throat> Super Eight mm-hmm. by him and that one I'll cry to if I'm singing it in the car because it's way too close to like yeah like the reality of what it's like a it's like a rollicking good time number yeah but the lyrics are about oh yeah I'm gonna die in a shitty motel because this is my life and I'm like this is I've thought of that so close that's probably how I'm going to do oh it, so. I. Yeah. Somebody's got to just find. Oh. Yeah, that's Super 8 by yeah. Jason Isbell. Don't want to die in a Super 8 motel just because somebody's evening didn't go so well. Just, yeah, the whole story about being with the wrong woman and fighting somebody and yep. throwing up in the sink and having that, have the maid call a pair of yep. It was like the best. I and, know people who've died like this. The best and, to my knowledge, only usage of mm. the word fungo bat in a song. Do you know what a fungo bat is? I kept thought he was saying a fun little bat. Fungo. A fungo bat is a baseball bat, but it's super skinny, and it's just meant for uh, the coach to hit your grounders. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not supposed to hit a a pitched ball with it because it'll shatter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one you toss yourself and swing and hit. Those are for some reason. I don't know why you don't just use a normal bat, but that's called a fungo bat, and it's something you practice really? baseball with. Yeah, some guy coming in swinging uh-huh. a fungo t- took a fungo bat in the baby fat, something like that. But yeah, yeah, because he's trying to fight him off with mm-hmm. a coffee mug. Yeah. Good weapon when you yeah. realize that in a pinch, yeah. swinging some ceramic around. Yeah, but yeah, fungo bat. It's a skinny baseball bat. Never heard that in a song <laughs> before. Yeah, I don't think we ever will. Well, oh, shit, boy. man. <coughs> so you don't want to you want to do these questions? You want to save this for next time? Yeah. All right. Got an hour of bullshit here. Well, I got uh, I got hey. a I got a recipe today. Do we, wait, do we? Okay, I was gonna say, do we have ads? Uh, I have no idea. But we. Can, <laughs> why don't you look that up while I talk about this recipe? Okay. All right. Um. Dude, is it a summer recipe? It is kind of a summer recipe. You, is a pineapple in it? You, uh, you're off. The, you, you're doing the veggies, but where do you stand on fish? I eat fish. All right. Well, you're gonna like this one, Kyle. <laughs> When's the last time you had swordfish? It's uh, it's been a while, but I do like a swordfish. I like a, it's a firm fish. Yes, it's a firm. It's firm. I get it at Musso and Frank's when the lady needs a steak. When I got to throw some meat at that tiger, mm-hmm. I got swordfish for myself. <laughs> Dude, I love swordfish, and I kind of uh, improvised a little bullshit sauce to go with it. Mm, and Bullshit uh, sauce. <laughs> I'll do the sauce first, and then I'll tell you how to cook the fish. All right. uh, basically, it's this it's my old technique with almost any dish. Uh, take um, a whole head of garlic, cut it in half. 
to where you have a top half and a, and a bottom half, not a left and a right, but a top and a bottom. Rub a little olive oil on the surface there. You, you don't have to peel it, by the way. Uh, just just take the whole bulb of garlic, cut that shit in half, rub some olive oil on the naked garlic, wrap it in tin foil. This is a hot rub some oil yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, rub some oil on it. R- wrap it right into this Adam and Eve ad. <laughs> wrap it up. It's a tin foil. Put it on a cookie sheet or a baking pan. Um, and then also uh, take you a, a half of an, a white or yellow onion. And uh, just you don't have to. You can put a little olive oil on that, but you don't have to wrap the onion. You can just put that face down, the half down onto the pan. So anyway, you've got your wrapped up garlic. You got your your half an onion. Just roast that shit on four hundred for about forty five minutes. Right. Take that shit out. Uh, blend it up. Throw in the blender the half of a roasted onion, and then pull out all the little cloves. Now you do. You don't want to throw in the the obviously the skin. Uh, at this point, but you want to take all the cloves of roasted garlic out of their skin, throw that in the blender, and um, puree that shit. You're, you might need to add a little water uh, just to get it to liquefy and to puree. But anyway, that's the base of your sauce. You got a half of a, a pureed roasted onion and a whole bulb of pureed uh, roasted garlic. That's the base of your sauce. Then you just add a little bit of lemon juice, and then you just add a little salt and pepper and smoked paprika. And if you got some fresh herbs, you can throw that in. If you got some fresh rosemary or thyme or something, got rosemary just in the back over. Yeah, there. you can chop that up and throw it in there. But yeah, you just got a real basic sauce of pureed garlic and onions, a little bit of lemon juice. You can throw in some lemon zest too, just a little, a couple shakes on the old uh, cheese buy grater. Zest? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, it was, well, it's just like a. Where do you think zest comes from? I'm not being I condescending. I'm just a positive attitude. I'm not being condescending. I'm just always curious, like people who don't really. <laughs> the zest comes. <laughs> you just you, you take the actual lemon and you use a cheese grater, and that oh. the skin it's it's grated up skin. That's what lemon zest is. Oh, that's just funny. <laughs> Do you have to buy the zest? Just in like a little like a jar of zest. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your sauce, right? All right, let's review. Roasted garlic, roasted onions, a uh, little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of lemon zest, salt, pepper, and maybe a little smoked paprika. And then if you've got some fresh herbs, chop that shit up and throw it in there. Let that simmer for a few minutes. While that's cooking up, Take your uh, get you a couple of swordfish fillets. Go ahead and uh, keep that oven free. Swordfish. Keep that oven going at 400. You're going to need that in a minute. Um, take your cast iron skillet, put it on the stove, turn that shit up full blast hot. Let that get hot as shit for about five minutes. While your cast iron skillet is getting hot, take those fillets, rub them with just a little bit of olive oil, and hit it with some salt and pepper, preferably some kosher salt and some fresh ground pepper. Uh, so boom, olive oil, salt, and pepper. That uh, once that skillet gets hot as shit, it'll start smoking. Throw those fillets down for about three minutes, then flip them, then turn the stove off and stick that thing in the oven. Ooh, just like a steak. Yes, just like a steak. You for butter on top of it. For about five or six. Oh yeah. Also in the sauce, there's butter. There's butter in the sauce. Um, but you could do that too. You could throw a little butter on that's top. That's how I would do when I was eating steaks. Yeah, yes. put a steak before we put it in the oven. Yeah, let that melt all over. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. But yeah, so three minutes on the on the stove top, flip it, and then immediately take it off and stick it in the oven for about five or six minutes. Pull that shit out. It's going to be cooked perfectly. Now you got the sauce. Pour some of that fucking roasted onion and garlic and lemon sauce. Oh, boy. 
It's literally one of the best things I've made in that a couple of years. Great. In a couple of years, it's one of the best things. It, my mind was blown. That sounds great. It was fucking great. I should have took a picture, but mm. I'll make it again, take some pictures. But, yeah, swordfish, do it, man. Swordfish, and they seem like they're mean. Yeah. So I'll eat them. Well, they need a sword. Uh, comic of the week, friend of the show, good buddy, Sean Jordan. Got a new album Most out. Positive individual. Sean is a funny fucking dude. I love that man. Every time we hang out, the buck starts here. That's he's it. one of those guys that I laugh at, even when he's not doing anything. <laughs> he's just good and, vibes, and it's like, hey man, I'm not making fun of you. Your vibe is just cracking me up. That whole, I mean, the podcast is going well for them. All fantasy, everything. Yeah, all those dudes mm-hmm. support them. Ian, and, but David. yeah, Ian, Dave, Bory. And then like and, and, Shane's and, like the adopted yeah, brother. Sh- Shane and Zach Descani are like mm-hmm. the like like in the in the satellite areas, and and then Sean's like yeah, Sean's just like like oh good, Sean's here. Mm-hmm. You know like people when they're around, you're like oh oh awesome, Sean's here. Yeah, good vibes. And also on stage. Mm-hmm. Oh Sean's on. Oh yeah. good. Yeah. And so he's got an album. Got a new album called uh, The Buck Starts Here. You want to see you want to see a guy who doesn't have a problem cry? He cries all the time. Oh yeah. He cries just he just gets happy <laughs> and he cries. <laughs> good for him. Just compliment him. Yeah. If you see, if you meet Sean Jordan, uh-huh. and you don't know him, just be like Sean. You know, Kyle and Dave said you're a great guy, and I just I'm with, your album's great. Your friend, he'll cry in front of you. He is a he is a sensitive. He is he is receptive to emotions for being a hip hop skateboarding dude. Uh huh. Not the type of person you think would also be so emotionally available to anybody who needs it. Uh huh. Oh, I love it when people that are good are also hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, new album, Comic of the Week. Sean Jordan, that's S-E-A-N, if you're looking that up. And uh, the buck, what is it? What did I say? The buck stop? The buck starts here. Starts here. Sorry. He he says some of his own language. Mm -hmm. He says buck and dank a lot, and I'm going to screw up what that means. (laughs) Oh, man, what you plugging? What do you got? When's this coming out? Tomorrow? Yep. 30th. Be in Eugene, Oregon tonight. World Pies. W H I R L E D. I'm trying to book a gig in Eugene, so. Yeah. Well, that's my buddy Rudy Tiberzi, who let me, helped let me, me know. set up shows in Korea. All those times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm trying to get a uh, July Pacific Northwest run going, and I, right, need, well, I need a Eugene show. Well, this is about what I'm plugging. So oh, okay. Why don't you yeah, fucking yeah. save it for afterwards, Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll, just give him, I'll give his phone number out on the air. I'll be in Eugene, Oregon tonight. I'll be at, ben, at the Volcanic Theater of Bend, Oregon. Sorry. And that's, uh, why don't you cough over my shit more? Jesus Christ. Where, Where are you going to be? Trying to, you're trying to. You got any dates to plug, me? Kyle? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got mean at the end. I don't know what happened. All right. Yeah, tonight I'm going to be in Eugene, Oregon. You should play there, Dave. It's great. Tomorrow, May 1st, I'll be at, at the Volcanic Theater. Uh-huh. Sounds hazardous. Uh, in Bend, Oregon. Okay. And then uh, this weekend, Tacoma Comedy Club. Nice. In Tacoma, mm. Washington. Washington. <laughs> uh, that's like the Ohio thing. Washington. 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 in Washington. Hmm. Fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. I can say that because I'm not play. I already played Ohio last month. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. 
Oh, I also forgot about when I was playing Salt Lake City, uh, a lady heckled but just went, weirdest segue ever. And she was right, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> what was the segue? I was just, I finished one. I'm trying to work on a new hour because uh-huh. I recorded everything, and I just went into something. I was just like, oh, you know when you like don't know what your set list is, and you're like, oh, freestyle. That's, I that got, can be I, fun. Well, and it was fun until I started a bit. She's like, weirdest segue ever. And I'm like, what are you, fucking comedy police? Yeah. Shut I'm like up. you're right, but also so weirdest segue ever. It was like it was funny because it was a comedically accurate thing. Like don't yell out at shows, yeah, ever. <laughs> but that one, I was like, I mean, yeah. And it wasn't that it wasn't. I'm like, what? Just come on, lady. Yeah, I'm I got trying it. to get new shit. I got it. Don't worry, lady. <clears throat> what do you want to tell people, Dave? All right, in May I'll be in the following: Pensacola, Tallahassee, Orlando, <clears throat> Chapel Hill, Columbia. Greenville, Charlotte, Chattanooga, Nashville, Knoxville. That's like the shittiest version of Kokomo by the Beach Boys I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Pensacola, Tallahassee, Charlotte, Nashville. Ooh, where I want to go. Bristol, Virginia, and uh, Atlanta. So that's where I'll be. All those more details can be found at dumbdavestone.com. Okay. Oh, and you got to follow me on Twitter yeah, because I don't have 10,000 followers. And a booker told me that he doesn't book people that have less than 10,000 followers because that's important with stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. You mean the thing that's just a <laughs> political wasteland, Twitter? Yeah. yeah. So I need... Where I need, was this? Where did he book? I don't want to say in case I, <laughs> in case I do play there. Well, does but, his venue have a Twitter? I don't know. You should find out. And uh, say, well, that's funny because I don't play places that yeah. don't have 10,000 followers <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I know. All right, we'll, get, we'll cover it. Give me some episodes. more followers. And I've never mm-hmm. asked that. And I'm kind of joking, but geez, I've never had somebody tell me that. Like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe if I was on a wacky sitcom 30 years ago or ex-pro wrestler, I could get some goddamn dates. Yeah, that's so, stupid. But anyway. There you go. How many the fucking Instagram for Boogie Monster has? You got like 5,000, I think. I don't know. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Boogie know. Monster. We're on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. The Boogie Monster.
the Podcast Network.